You're having fun, bro. It's not a good week. Yeah. Yeah, I quit that fucking job. You gotta quit your job, dude. It feels great. And I quit yeah. it like horribly too. No more lifeguarding? I didn't do it. I didn't quit it like gracefully at all. Did you send like a fuck just, you message? I just like you dropped start. a bunch of shifts the day before <laughs> I started. out of the pool. I just dropped. <laughs> but the thing is I worked on Memorial Day and like nobody showed up to like replace me. So I sat in the stand for like two hours and I was in my head. I was like, dude, I don't have to put up with this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're, you're, you get to a point where it's like, dude, I'm almost 30 years old. Like I can't fucking. You remember the movie Miracle when he's like, uh, go to the, uh, go to the co- coach wants to see you in his office, bring your playbook, and then he tells you that you're you're cut from the team. Yeah. Uh, like, coach wants to see you in his office, bring yeah. your water. Yeah. yeah. Bring your bring your uh, bring your floaties and your fucking. <laughs> I just didn't show up. I just went on. Boss is freaking out, like hitting you up. Oh yeah, they're sending me mad emails. Like annoying me. It's like, dude, I get paid minimum wage. Where are the emails? They were like, oh, like you're not calling in for shifts. So there's, uh, the pool in danger. You know, lifeguards are unable to swap. <laughs> Leave and like he's the pool in danger. He's the pool in danger. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm gonna come drop a car battery in that fucking thing. And they're like, they're like, they're like, oh, like, um, they're like, you need to notify management. I hope every one of those kids yeah, dies. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I mean, like, in there, and they're like manipulating, like, oh, the kids really, really wish. Like, they're like manipulating me because, like, I teach like some lessons, like little kids or whatever. Yeah. And like, they're like manipulating me, making me feel like I should feel like a piece of shit. Cause like, oh, like, you know, Ethan was wondering where Timmy was this week. <laughs> Jesus fucking! I'm like, you pay me eleven dollars. <laughs> fucking, you, just you fuck pay me twenty two dollars an hour. I thought it was twenty two dollars a lesson, and then I find out it's no, it's an hour, and each lesson's a half hour. So you have six kids in each lesson. So you teach twelve kids over an hour, and you get twenty two bucks. So I mean, you're getting two dollars a kid per half hour. It's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like I used to, I used to get fucking eighty bucks for an hour, one kid. Like, yeah. Fucking not new to this shit. Everyone else in there is like, oh well, I guess you know it's like they're trying to gilly you with the kids, miss you. They're wondering where you're gonna be for like the late term reviews. I'm like, I'm not gonna be fucking there. That's for sure. <laughs> Ethan was asking about you too. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Ethan, like, <laughs> Ethan drowned. All these kids, like, whatever. God bless them. Like, you know, I changed the names for the purpose of the story, but um, of the kids. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm looking them up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want them to find me on uh on our podcast. <laughs> Bunch of we. <laughs> Bunch of three-year-old kids in Battery Park City oh are cat. huge for the board oh fans. Oh, God. You never, you never know, man. You never know. Shout out to David Goggins. Shout out to David Goggins. Dude, I've been really into Goggins. boy. By the way, Goggins, is, in case the fans don't know, is a Navy SEAL. 36 black African-American Navy SEAL. What's that? 36 a black. What does that mean? There's only 36 black SEALs. Oh. He's one of 36 black SEALs. No, I imagine I just started naming him. <laughs> he uh, knew everyone of the 36 You just start calling all of them. I have a card collection. Sitting at the bar, like, shooting the shit, like, Jake's my boy from, like, elementary school. Yeah. And we're, like, shooting shit and, like, talking about, oh, like, what do you, like, you listen to this, you listen to that, da-da-da-da-da. And uh, we're, like, uh, he, like, brings up, we bring up our buddy Mike Knowles, who, like, works with Ben Shapiro. And, like, yeah. Jake, like, listens to Ben Shapiro, whatever. He's, like, he's, like, yeah, he's, like, he's, like all right, whatever. I'm like, he's kind of annoying, like, some kid next to me, like, is like, horrible underbite wearing a fucking, like, Yankees fitted hat and, like, a white t-shirt. He's like, dude, I fucking love, dude. I love Ben Shapiro. Ben, Jordan Peterson, dude, fucking love him. And, like, reached over and gave me, like, a, a like, a, like, a dap. And I was like, whatever, I'll give him a dap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. four G&Ts deep, like. And, like, he'd been talking to some, like, hot Latina chick that was, like, sitting next to me. I was like, all yeah. right, this guy has his shit together, whatever. I figured she, like, went to the bathroom or not. <laughs> And then uh, I was like, how about David Goggins, man? He was like, dude, I fucking love David Goggins. He's like, I fucking love David. He's like, dude, every day, every day, watch your, watch your mic. He's like, every day, I fucking, uh, every day I fucking, I watch, like, I try to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, he's like, got this underbite with his fucking Yankees hat. He's yeah, like, dude, he's every fucking- day, like, 
<laughs> just jammed out on Oxy. What is it going on with this guy? Like, he's he's like, <laughs> dude, so, every day you're something that scares me, bro. Yeah, something I'm uncomfortable with. Dude. Something that makes me uncomfortable. Dude, like, that's what I learned from like Jordan Peterson. Dude, Ben Shapiro's fucking dope. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so we're we're fucking we're just sitting at the bar like bullshitting and like the the bartender comes over. He's like, he's like that guy's been like shooting a shot with like every girl in the bar. Like he's going in hard. And he's like, he's walking all of them. So that hot Latina chick that was sitting next to me, he just walked her out of the bar. And then, so we're sitting at the bar. And we kind of noticed this, like, cute yeah. English chick is wearing, like, glasses at the under the end of the bar. And, like, he, this dude's, like, sitting there rocking back and forth, like, grinding his fucking teeth. And, like, he gets up and goes and talks to her for a little bit. Orders a couple of drinks, whatever, whatever. And then, like, a couple uh, a couple of girls come and sit next to my buddy Jake. Like, these, uh, this Asian girl and this, like, blonde-haired chick. Yeah. And, uh, and Jake's fucking, he's like, he's like, hey, now it's your turn. Let's see if you shoot your shot, da-da-da. So this guy comes over, the fucking Jordan Peterson guy, and, like, starts spitting game to them. It's, like, the worst. And just, like, the most <laughs> awkward ever. And he's just, like, sitting there. He's like, he's like, yeah, so, school, huh? That's cool. Like, uh, you guys want to drink? Like, bottom each drinks or whatever. And then he's just, like, sitting there, like, mad awkward, bro. Like, just, like, staring, like, off into space. So I started talking to Jake. I'm like, dude, like, it's obvious, like, he doesn't have the right goal in mind. Like, it doesn't even seem like he's trying to, like, f- like hook up with these girls. Like, fuck these girls. Like, it he seems just, like he's, he's just, just trying, trying to buy them a drink. He's just trying to them. get to that point. Yeah. And and uh, so I got an argument with Jake. He's like, he's like, nah, like, he's like, nah, dude. Everybody's like, no matter what you're doing, like, you're trying to, you know, like, you're trying to, like, close. I'm like, dude, nah. No, there's some like people huge, are fucking weirdos. There's a huge difference between the guys that are, like, they're, like, they're just, like, trying to get to the point where it's, like, okay, I talked to him. Like, that's a that's a personal win for me. But, like, this guy did it with, like, every chick at the bar walked all of them. And there's, like, the last two girls. <laughs> did he have a guy with the underbite roaming oh, around a bar dude. in New York? One by one walking girls because he's, he's probably he's opening with David Goggins. He's, like, David, David Goggins. But he's, he's like a David Goggins uh, pickup artist, which is like, I mean, that'd be a pretty a pretty cool idea for a sketch. Like, like um, Well, dude, that's the problem with it. Like, that do something every day scares you is only good for the earth if, like, you're a cool person. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're, if you're like, a, a really amazing person, that's great. But if you're some fucking loser with an underbite and you're doing something every day that scares you, then you're just fucking up random parts in New York. So you're like, dude, I do something every day scares me. And everybody at the bar, like, he was like, dude, get this guy the fuck dude, out of here. What's going on? He's like, kind of like, whatever. Like, I gave him a dab. He's I felt bad. Every day I do something that scares me. Yeah. Like, you need to stop. Yeah, yeah, dude. You're doing stuff that scares other people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the only this person scary. he's scaring is that English bitch running for the door. Yeah, dude. It's like she got up and left immediately. She'd been there. She ordered like a couple apps, and like my buddy owns the bar, or whatever. And like he's like he's like yeah, like you see this shit sometimes. Like the, like the guys come in here trying to like fuck, and I kind of got like got into it with him because I'm like dude, like it's like the same concept of like when someone tells you to reach for something, you always like then we got like into like some off on some real shit. Like when you reach for something, you don't reach as high as you can. Like you just like you just reach to reach basically. You know what I mean? Like you're here, but like. Reaching as high as you can takes a little extra effort. You talking to the he, underbite guy about this? Yeah, talking. No, I was talking to my buddy Jake about it because oh. he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, obviously, like he's trying, to, like he's trying to fuck these girls. Yeah, and I was like, dude. dude, it doesn't seem like he's trying to fuck. Like he just shows up there, buys a drink, and just sits there. They're both on their phones, and he's just sitting there grinding his teeth, like looking at him, mad weird. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, yeah. Just like sitting there, like mad weird. Like, he's trying to get them to leave. He's got his buddy outside, just one by one kidnapping them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just don't stuffing them into some van. But like, I don't know. Maybe like the next step was like you try to click close or whatever. But I don't think he was closing. I think he was just Goggins in his life out. He's just David David Goggins his life out. But not like that. But like like that level. That's like that's like the that like scared me. You know what I mean? Because like I like Jordan Peterson, whatever. Like Ben Shapiro, like it's listenable shit. You know what I mean? Like. Like, cause, cause, like, like, whatever. Those guys had like some good ideas, whatever. But then, like, you look at like the like who would their fans be, and then you always like think in terms of like who anyone's fans are. 
Like, Dude, it's like these people that like are just taking your concepts and your theories and like applying them to like whatever they fucking want to. Dude, like, like dude, David Goggins. All right, go for a run. Like hit the elliptical, lift a weight. Like not like, oh, every girl in this bar is gonna get some Goggins tonight. You make sure getting Goggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goggins in these chicks. He's like every part of me told me not to talk to these girls anymore. It's like every part like, of them told you yeah. not to talk to yeah. them. Like so, David Goggins developed these techniques when he was in like forty-five degree that- water, <laughs> right? Like floating, like the waves are crashing over his head, and he's like sticking with it. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting here like awkwardly staring at two girls that may or may not be twenty-one. That's like so point is blank it, range, like is it the real? Because you think a guy like David Goggins is a Navy SEAL, you know, one of thirty six black African American Navy SEALs. Uh, in the Patreon episode, we'll just name all thirty six. Yeah, yeah, why not? But it, uh, you think that he's gonna inspire people to like achieve all these amazing things, and then the world's gonna be better because of his motivation? Yeah, yeah. Really, all that a guy that great saying his things as motivational as he does, all he's doing is making random guys in the East Village with underbites approach the women in the bar. Yeah, just make everyone uncomfortable. Like, please stop. You <laughs> guys has made so many people uncomfortable yeah. indirectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for like yeah, exactly for like every every. I mean, there's guys. They're just fucking losers, yeah, dude. Yeah. They're just like, they're like forty-year-old woke people. Nothing sadder than like an old woke person. Fucking just like eight roommates. Yeah, dude. Like Forty-five years old, no kids. Like you don't think like you don't think like that's kind of like a Trump thing. What? Like Goggins inspiring that guy to like overdo it at the bar. All like Trump's similar, uh, like, the similarities. Is Trump getting elected and someone just like fucking like throwing drinks at like an Uber driver or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not that an Uber driver would be someone that Trump would inspire someone to throw drinks at, but he would. Yeah. Yeah. Uber drivers are white now. Sean's an Uber driver. Who's that? Who's Sean? Yeah. Who is Sean? Bro, I used to listen to Alkaline Trio hard back in the day. Hard, real sad boy music. You, you probably don't know about it. You were like eight. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. How many years? Things like separate. It's like two thousand two. Oh yeah. I was seven. Yeah. You don't really have any concept back then. No, I didn't have any idea of the world. You came up. Uh, you probably had like My Chemical Romance is probably like your sad boy music though. Oh yeah, that type of stuff. That was like real grown. So if you're listening to that by the time you were my age. What have you people ever heard of? Shutting the goddamn door. Panic at the disco. Yeah, that's what it was. Panic you stop putting your dick on my shoulder. Yeah, Sean's really like fucking mad Tim's gay. back. Sean's mad gay, mad dude. Gay. Mad gay, Sean. Yeah, anyways, that was that wasn't that was a uh, that was uh, that was Fallout Boy. Oh yeah, Fallout Boy, Panic at the Disco, My Chemical Romance. So I mean, my it's a real emotional shit. You go to fucking Journeys, you get a nice pair of DC shoes with little skulls on the side. Your little your etnies kicks. Yeah, dude, you fucking uh, you know flatten your hair out, straighten your hair. I was kick it over skater. to the right for a little bit. I was kind of skater. I was so uncoordinated. I couldn't even be a skater. I try. I couldn't skate very well. And then, like when the kids got way better, like I just like wasn't. I can't picture you being like a skater. That sounds like the opposite of you. No, I was. I did. I was like skater, heavy metal, like Slipknot. That makes sense. Like Slipknot. Uh, so angry. Slime, so like, angry. Offspring. Wait, wait, you you just named three <laughs> different bands. Slipped out and Survivor, like Polar Opposite. Yeah, but like those are the types of music. Like, like, heavy metal, like it'd be like, yeah, the heavy metal, like Mudvayne, Static X, um, System of a Down, Toxicity. That was like, oh, Toxicity. Chop Suey. Dude, we were just fucking, dude. We, that was, what was Chop Suey? How did Chop Suey go again? I remember how Chop Suey went. Surge Tankian. That's yeah. the Armenian. Um, Surge Tankian. Those are good times, bro. That was that was that music had a certain time. Now when I listen to it, it's like, meh. I mean, now when I listen to it, you don't really get up like about stuff anymore. 
know what I mean? What do you mean? Like you don't get like nothing really like gets you going. Like how that shit really just got you fucking going, you know? Oh, like pump up music. You're on your fucking. You just started your like concerta fucking prescription. You're like 13 years old and the fucking <laughs> like Slipknot like duality comes out. It's like push my fingers into my eyes. <laughs> And, like, everyone's, like, wondering, like, what's wrong with you? It's like, dude, all right, like, I'm getting hit with, like, I don't know how much testosterone. You're giving me fucking 50 milligrams of Concerta. Just amped. Just amped. Just scrapping. 13-year-old Tim's in the backseat of his mom's car on the way to therapy just blasting fucking Slipknot. So pissed. Still, like, playing Pokemon at the time. So angry you couldn't skate. Weird mix. It was a weird mix. I actually just talked to my buddy Danny. We used to play Yu-Gi-Oh all the time. Yeah. But we were, like, we were fucking, we were, like, Slipknot kids that played Yu-Gi-Oh. And then when his brother, his brother, um, uh, he's a Colombian kid. His brother used to go get his hair cut in uh, Harlem, East Harlem. And he'd bring back like mixtapes. And that's when we first started hearing like 50 Cent, like Power of the Dollar and like How to Rob. And like, hey, yo, they shot that boy down like a dog in the streets. Left him, like all this shit. And we're like, oh, this is dope. Mm-hmm. And then like 2003 came around and it was like no more Slipknot, no more of that shit. It was, it was all like, and all 50, all Dipset. Were you a big Dipset guy? All Dipset. All, uh, all locks. The booby booze. It was a good time, and then, uh, and then the South got involved, like southern southern rap music, like Still Tippin came out, Slim Thug, Mike Jones, Mike and, Jones, and, uh, oh, Three Six Mafia had a resurgence. Dude, uh, my friends and I, Mike Jones's verse on "I'm in Love with a Stripper," oh, that was a big one. She's God's gift to earth. Women, they love them too. That's what you call a woman's word. Two thousand five, right? Or. <laughs> 2006. Yeah, it was like 2006. Dude, Mike Jones, he was like, he used to be kind of fat, like a little just rounded on the edges. Yeah, no, Toby and they love me. Like, yeah. like, and then he, dude, he lost all this weight in like 20, 2014, like way after everybody yeah, forgot yeah, about yeah. Mike Jones. And yeah. he put this picture up, but he looks kind of like, he's like more ripped, but he looks weird as fuck. And he puts it out like all proud of himself on Twitter, like, yo, lost weight. Just wanted all the Mike Jones fans out there to know, like, I'm getting my life together. Shit's moving in a new direction. Yeah. And all the comments were like, Yo, Mike Jones, you look fucking weird, dude. Like, everybody's pissed at him. Yo, Mike Jones, you look like trash. And then he put out another tweet like, damn, y'all like the new me? Yeah. Shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like so sad. All the Mike Jones fans were like, yo, you look like trash now. Yeah. I feel Yeah, I feel like that, that probably happens a lot in rap. Yeah, you don't want Rap is probably more image-based than anything else. Or, yeah. mu- or music industry, like when you change your image. You need Rick Ross to be fat. You need a fat yeah, Rick Ross. Like, that's, that's what... uh. That's what Fifty said on his uh, when he was coming out with Massacre. And then if you give them what they expect from you, the critics don't fuck with you. Because like, oh, it's just the same thing. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not dynamic. Mm-hmm. So like, the first song that he wrote for uh, the Massacre was "God Gave Me Style," which like the song is like "God Gave Me Style, God Gave Me Grace, God Gave Me Style, God Gave Me Grace." God put a smile up on my face. God put a smile up on my face. <laughs> and like you watch the interviews, he's like, in his trash, you know, right? Bad song, but I mean, like whatever. Uh, and Fifty like played it for his grandma, and his grandma was like, "Well, you know, Curtis, like you know, people want to hear like certain things from you." And uh, you know, I don't like just remember what got you to where you are. <laughs> so then he went. <laughs> Fifty Cent's grandma was like, "Yes, this song's trash." Yeah. So then he like started like like um. Then he like wrote like position of power and like. Other other heavy duty shit where it's like the way he's talking about like killing murder. his enemies. Yeah, yeah, that's what you want. Uh, I'm supposed to die tonight and all that shit. So he went from writing "God Gave Me Style," "God Gave Me Grace," like something he actually wanted to put out. And then, so I wonder if there's something that like was Jordan that a massacre. Yeah. Was that on the massacre? Yeah. So that was his first single, and his grandma was like, "No, it wasn't his first single. It's the first song he wrote and recorded." And he was like, "This is what this album's gonna be about." God gave me style. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna fucking look it up. 
me style, God give me grace. God with a smile on my face. God smile on my face. This is that shit where you like come, where you coming out of the weight room and you got the you putting the axe on and shit. You're like, ah. you're looking out the window and it's raining and you're in the car. Dude, my fault. It's not a bad song, but it's just not what you want from Fifty Cent in 2005. So then he came up with a bunch of other shit. But like, it's interesting how no matter who your fans are, they kind of decide. Yeah, that song sucks, dick. I mean, yeah, it's pretty whack. But I mean, what are you gonna do? Like. That's what he wanted to do. That's how he felt because, you know, he'd made the money and, like, he was kind of out of... Like, Get Richard Die Trying was his introduction and this was the one where he's, like, established and he wanted to be, like, a thing. <laughs> so, just... I, th- I think it's interesting when we talk about, like, comics and we're, like, like who David Cross is now compared to who David Cross was or, like, Patton Oswalt. How they become established and once they're, like, institutionalized, it's, like... I'll see. If you... Once you're a fucking 50... Like, 50... We're not institutionalized or become an institution. Well, 50 sounds way more boring now than he... Like, also, the more successful you get, the more boring you get. Because you don't fucking... Nothing's interesting about a 50-year-old, like, upper-middle-class guy. Yeah. I mean, he's rich now. Yeah, well, he's, like, super wealthy. He does, like, Harvard Business School speaking tours and shit like that. Remember that fucking TV show? He had money... 50 Cent the Money and the Power, and there was Team Money and Team Power. Do you ever watch that? No. Oh, he had a he had a reality show. He'd break people up into two teams. No way. It was like, like a, a ga- it was like a game show. Yeah. yeah, and he, he was like trying to teach people how to succeed. And he's like, "What do you like more, money or power?" And like half would have to choose money, half would have to choose power. Then they would ask why, and it would be like fucking Shamika Jones from Jamaica Queens, and they'd be like, "Why do you like power?" She's like, "I feel like if you got power, like that's like the most powerful currency. Like it's way more than like fucking like money is just like paper, and like paper can burn in a fire. Like you can't burn your power." And then it got canceled after like three episodes. <laughs> what were they trying to do? What was, what was the main point of the? I it had no point. It was like the worst show. It was worse than that song. Yeah, yeah. That was like the <laughs> theme song of the whole thing. I don't believe it. <laughs> There's no point. What was the? Ch- they didn't do challenges. There's no. We'll probably have to look it up. No, there are definitely challenges. We'll look it up. We'll get back to you guys. Yeah, yeah that'll be the whole. We'll have to critique that. Yeah, we'll 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 do a live feed. But yeah, no, because I I just think it's great when when people like they they create something and they want to be creative, but they end up they end up realizing they become beholden to these fans, like these people that they've never met, they would have never known other than if they'd put this music out, and now somehow you're like beholden to the like these people. You know. You know what's so funny is that if David Goggins met that fucking underbite guy, he'd have to do whatever that guy wants. That guy's his fan. Yeah. He has to appease that guy. David Goggins answers to a guy with an underbite who's scaring women out of a New York City yeah. bar. Yeah, that, like, I mean, he's, he doesn't seem like a, jo- a joyful person to talk to. David Goggins? Yeah, I don't want to talk to a fucking Navy SEAL. Nah, he seems, I don't know. I, one of my, I don't know, I keep talking about all my, oh, one of my buddies is this, one of my buddies is that. It's like, what are you doing, Tim? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> my fucking guy, all my fucking buddies are doing all this fucking interesting shit. What are you doing, Tim? Bro, you know, I ate the shrooms and I fucking realized I'm never going back to that lifeguard job because I don't have time to do anything that I don't love doing, right? So listen to my new single. It's called God Gave Me Style. <laughs> that was the big realization. The two big realizations Tim had on shrooms. One, he's like, bro, I can't be a lifeguard anymore, yo. And then the second realization was like, yo, that song sucks. <laughs> This song is trash, bro. This song is like so bad. You know it has bro. to be bad if like, it you're all tripping makes and you don't like now, it. Bro. But um but yeah, no, one of my buddies is like an army ranger. And I mean they're different people. The military is like different. I could never do that shit. Different. Yeah, me neither. I always thought I could, but I always pussied out. My dad was like always so proud. He's like, he's like, you know what, I'm just glad like you didn't end up fighting someone else's war. 
<laughs> like, all right, dad. <laughs> Your dad's like an old hippie dude. He's like a fucking deadhead. Yeah, but like he he fucking he like he's like at the yacht. He's like at the yacht club. He like plays gigs at the yacht club. Yeah. With his dead band, his Grateful Dead band. Oh, he's such club. a deadhead. Dude. It's such like an inside thing. Like he, it's mad funny because he doesn't understand why that's funny. Yeah. But, like it's his Grateful Dead uh, tribute band, and they play gigs at the yacht club. <laughs> he doesn't get the irony of it. Like, yeah, it's a good set. Like it's a good set. Good acoustics in that room. In that in that li- in the library, it's like all mahogany columns and like <laughs> fucking busts of shit. Like if you're performing Grateful Dead covers in a room that has like bronze like statues of like former yacht captains, like I think that you're officially like inside. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're like in like you're. That's not what the Grateful Dead was like about. No, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> I love when your dad when you said your dad was with. Uh, you you're in Boston with him. There's like these two like old black like middle aged black women hitting on him, yeah, like yeah. really aggressively hitting on your dad. His yeah. nurses when we were in we were at uh, Rock Bottom and near uh, Tufts. Yeah, they were like hitting on your dad, like trying to get a piece. And you're like, my pops is over on the other side of the table, like, oh, this peace time continuum. Yeah, he's like trying to be all smart, like talk his way out. I'm like, dad, just be hot, dad. <laughs> just be a hot older dude, dad. Yeah, you said you're like, dad, you're hot, dude. Just be hot. You're hot, dad. Now you're hot. Like that's just the thing, hot. like. He's still, but his game is still from like, like he was my age when he like met my mom and like got all like caught up. So like our, like our game at our age is kind of like, you know, chat him up, you know, chat him up. Yeah. Like when you like hit like 50 or whatever, you got a little salt and pepper. You got like a story. You obviously have a story. Like you don't got to be like all extra. You could be troubled. You could be troubled and quiet. You could be hot. You could be pensive. Pensive. Yeah. You can't be pensive when you're 23. No. Yeah. Stare off into the, although one time I did, uh, I did pick up a girl while I was reading a book at the bar. Oh really? Yeah. You've got a book at a bar? Yeah, I read, oh, I read a book. I was going through a tough time, a real <laughs> tough time. I was reading. Is that when you weren't coming? What? The top period. Remember when you didn't come for three years? No, no. This was when I was in Boston. I was reading a book at the Boston Beer Garden. <laughs> Swear to God, what, Artie was there, and a girl came up to Artie you. Was like, there. Thought you were like, it, no, like I was sitting deep. there. I was sitting there reading, and whatever. Artie came over to check on me. I think. I think Kyle. Kyle was there too. But a couple of other buddies. You went to a bar with our friends and you pot went to the corner and started reading a book? I didn't go to the corner. I went to the bar. I got like a Stella. I was like, dude, I just got to chill out, like focus on. I was like really fucked up at the time. You know what I mean? Was it because of comedy? Yeah, it was real fucked up. <laughs> it was real dark. And, uh. Doing that omelet pit? Oh, dude. You guys will never know about the omelet pit. You might. I found, uh. Yeah, you want me to make some throwback tapes? A little VHS footage? <laughs> tapes have some flashbacks. Need some time. <laughs> this is very <laughs> triggering. But like yeah, I mean, you can be pensive. It just takes like a certain degree. So I was just sitting there reading this book, like drinking a Stella, and like Artie came over to talk to me, or whatever. He said, "Dude, like you all right? Whatever." And we're talking, and then like some guy next to us, some guy next to us is hanging out with, like a couple cute girls or whatever. And he taps, he taps Artie in the shoulder. He goes, "Hey, like you guys, you guys do stand up comedy, right? Like, I think I saw you at Hideout, the Hideout on Thursday. And I was seeing it Thursday. Oh, dude, that was a fucking open mic. And he's like, you guys are really funny. You guys are really funny.' He's like, hey guys, these guys do comedy. He talks to these two, these two hot girls that were like yeah. next to him. He's like, these guys do comedy. Like da da da." I'm like, Netflix. so you got him off comedy, not a book. But I was, I wasn't like, I was like act, like I was sitting there reading a book. Like I talked to the girl about the, it was mad funny. Like you talked to the girl about the book. I talked to the girl about the book. Cause I was sitting there with a book like this, like she was like this airhead. Like, uh, she was, she, you would have loved her. She was like mixed race. Friggin', um, now that's a bad thing. Like I don't have like, that's not that, not that I don't enjoy that. I'm just saying like. This is not gonna be good. We'll, we'll fix this in post. <laughs> She's like black, you know, not that they're like sinners or anything. No, 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 no. She was hot. She was hot. Uh, I forget what her name was, like, Kara or something. And, um... <laughs> that was a bad... You hopped right on it. Yeah, I was, like, trying to explain to her the book that it, uh... I explained it, it as a book. It's, like, Alan Watts book. I'm sitting there reading an Alan Watts book, and it's, like, it's about, like, how, like, reality is, like, created behind this, like, 
like proscenium arch or like religion is like a religion is supposed to be thought of as like a theatrical process and it's like it's like a real fucking like philosoph- philosophical book and like you know like the way religion has progressed like the mindset da, 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 da. and then i give this whole explanation she's just looking at me like swirling her cosmo and she goes you're hot <laughs> and that was that like you know what i mean like <laughs> it was like yes yeah, so that's all that's all i had and that's the end of it like you know what i mean like so you can't like ret- i'll return to like pensiveness when i'm older but like it didn't like you know what I mean? like, oh it's so perfect like a five minute like introduction you forget you're talking to a girl at a fucking shitty boston bar like you lose your you lose yourself and think that you're gonna have this like really deep like emotional connection she's gonna like get what you're I mean, reading just like trying you know, that's how you know it was yeah that's how, that's how you know it was dark you know what i mean yeah that you were trying to connect with some chick at boston beer garden is someone is there anyone out there you're like is there anyone out there and like you got to the point where i knew there was no one out there you know what i mean like you're just like kind of like yelling into the void you know because there's nobody out there you know what i mean it's like you know, like i tried to like bring her into like a little bit i was like yeah i'm just like reading about like you know how like religion is kind of like, girls around like fishnet stockings tim's like you ever think that like our own reality is just like a manifestation of our insecurity it was like a little chiffon halter top type thing it's Dope. She's mixed. Yeah, she was hot. She was hot. It's a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's one thing that I roasted my dad on when we were having drinks. He's like, he didn't know how to. He just got. You just got to play. You just got to be hot. There's gonna be some guy at some bar just like chasing me. He's like, you just got to be hot. He's like, said he just got to be hot. Dad talks so much. I think he gets girls just off of like talking down to the point where they're like, hey, you should just fuck me so I don't have to listen. Yeah, to Yeah, they anymore. they give you a time limit. My dad like exhausts them with words until they're down. They give you like they give you like five. You have to do like five minutes. That's what they say. They get to do five minutes. It's the same thing. It's the same thing if you're dating online. You know, you met your girl in real life, but I mean, if you're dating online, it's like it's a lot more um, compact online. It's just like. Well, you taught me the thing. The you gave me the opening line on Tinder when we when I was single. The pancakes. You just text everybody. Tim invented this. It's fucking genius. It literally worked every time I used it. I thought he was so fucking stupid when he told me what it was. He's like, oh, bro, it's too simple. Fucking message pancakes. That's it, bro. Pancakes question mark. That's it. I was like, that's so stupid. I did it. It was. Uh, what was it like? Ninety eight percent. Ninety. Yeah, about ninety eight percent. It was crazy. Why? Because it's like, uh, I don't know what well, the psychology of it. I feel like, I feel like it's like, I don't know. That can mean anything, you know? It's just, it's just say something, say something. Yeah. Cause it's better than like how you do it. And like, also you should do something you're afraid of every day. <laughs> I just start texting Goggins question. But, um, no, I don't know. Pancakes is such an opening. It can mean anything. You text a girl pancakes question yeah, mark. It can mean anything. There's like a whole flow chart that developed from that. What? Like a flowchart of like responses. Because you're you're not talking to a person. You're like talking like you're like emailing an avatar. It's like could or could not be. You made it so complicated. It didn't have to be complicated. What do you mean? We're talking about texting girls pancakes question mark. You're like yeah. There's like a whole flowchart that like emanates from that. Yeah, I mean there is. (laughs) (laughs) What's the pancakes question mark flowchart? The pancakes question mark flowchart is like. So it could either turn into a question about breakfast or like, when can you eat pancakes? You can eat pancakes whenever you want. Who doesn't like breakfast, right? If a girl doesn't like pancakes, she'll say she likes waffles. If she says she likes waffles, then you'd be like, oh, pa- you mean pancakes with abs? Easy laugh, right? And she says, oh, I do like pancakes. You'd be like, oh, what kind? Da-da-da. You said you mean pancakes with abs? Let's waffle. Ugh. Oh, is kids complaining over here? <laughs> kids complaining? I taught him everything he knows. Uh, I met my girl on Tinder. 
Yeah. But uh, it all depends on what you're looking for on Tinder. Like, if you're looking to, like, be that guy. Hook up or some long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you could ever ask that, though. Does it, doesn't it? You're allowed to ask. I've that? never asked that. <laughs> looking to oh. hook up or something long term. You don't ask that. What the fuck is that? On Tinder looking for something long term, you're a fucking sociopath. What's scarier than someone looking for long term love on Tinder? You found your girlfriend on Tinder, yeah. and that's good. Yeah. But if you had gone on Tinder with the idea of getting into like a five year relationship, that would have been creepy. Yeah, but like literally every, but like all the other girls is like, oh, I don't want to like, I'm not like, yeah, but they, I'm not they're... looking for, I'm not looking for a relationship with the other girls. And when I met my girl, it's like, oh, we hooked up a couple times. Like we didn't have sex at first. And then I was like, oh, but I still want to keep seeing her. So then like, that was kind of like a spark to be like, oh, like, like I'm going to develop a relationship as opposed to the other times when it's like, you just meet a girl and you just like bang her out and you're just like, you're just like using all her like meal swipes at the fucking <laughs> dining hall. And you're like, dude, I'm 24. Like what's going on here? You know? <laughs> And like the fucking the public security officers like looking at you real weird. And you're like, dude, I should be here. And like, she wants to go longboarding with you. And you're like, ah, you know. <laughs> no. <I don't>. Okay. <laughs> you're like, what am I doing in this dining hall? Like wearing her no, northeast. Dude, exactly, dude. If you live in Boston, you use Tinder. Every girl you fuck is a 19 year old girl from Northeastern. I don't care. She can. Even if she's not, she still is. She, they're all nice. Every girl on Tinder in Boston is 19 and goes oh Northeastern. God, I used to. I fucked multiple yeah. Northeastern college Northeastern. students. Uh, Wheel Lock College. Oh my God. Dude, that's a school. I hooked up with this chick that lived. I used to go to a place at like 3 a.m. She lived in a weird apartment building in Roxbury because she went to Northeastern, and it was just like. Yeah, near like all those parks. Dude, it was like Columbus time. Avenue or whatever. One time we were talking about dicks after we had sex, and I was like, "Do you?" I was like, "Do you like like?" She, I was like, "Have you been with a guy with like a really big dick?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I have like a huge one." And I was like, "Oh, like what's that like?" Like asking the question, so she could be like, "It's just too big." Like it's it's like there's certain times it's like too big. Like you know, like asking and then like me being like, "Oh, cool." So like I feel fine about mine. I was like, well, "What was that like?" She goes, "Oh, it was great." Yeah. So it was, it was it was awesome. It was like <laughs> like way better. <laughs> what you expect her to say like? I wanted some validation. This is the Gucci man I remember. Bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. We would literally say that. We'd say that. We say that to teachers. Bitch, I might be. Teachers. They'd be like, "Are you cutting class?" You'd be like, "Bitch, I might be." Four, 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 four